Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and as always with Rotherham United, there is plenty to talk about. Um, a three-two defeat at Plymouth. We have plenty of goals, a red card, a penalty, some dodgy refereeing decisions. We might not fill this in, to be honest with you. We're going to get through as much as we possibly can in the next hour or so. Um, yeah, that's where we are. Uh, <laughs> Mick, how are we? Um, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Did we? I think on, after the post-match on West Brom, we described ourselves as confused, me and Danny. I think that's probably where I still am. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, yeah, I'm with you. Some strong opinions, which we'll go through tonight in terms of the Rotherham situation and the red card penalties, everything else. I'll go through the comments as they are at the minute, but um, so Steve Goodness says, Sorry, guys, he hates to say it, but I should not get paid for the rest of the season. He says, Sarah Ogden says, Evening all, it seems a tall order, but positives apart from another sending off. Uh, Juju says, Good evening all, uh, good evening, one and all, can't bear officials, especially Mr. Ward. Martin Holland says, Everybody. Get ready for the rant, uh, Powerman. Who's up for a special Mick rant? It won't be special, it'll be standard, but that's you know, it will be. I'm sure it will be. Nick says, All I can say is Ayala 100% knew he would get sent off. The ball was in no real danger. I don't understand his decision apart from just being an utter idiot, says Nick. Um, Shelley says, The big issue is consistency with referees. How can you give one decision at the end, but not the other? It's killing the game. But Adam Hindmarsh with a positive, Eves. <laughs> we have some positives to talk about, and this is the thing. We'll come on to the speech in a minute, mate. But mm. for the first time properly in a while, another Birmingham, there were a few positives, but that's, that wasn't necessarily because of us. No. This time, there's some real positives we're going to pick out in a minute, and we'll real positive performances from an away game for probably the first time this season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, big, big, big difference for me in the way that we set up, um, the way that we played, the how effective we were as a team. Yeah, massive change. That's how it felt, certainly, to me. Um, those, those first 10 or 15 minutes, we were well in charge of the game, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and looked looked like the only ones that were going to score, and then obviously we did. So, yeah, very, very positive in that respect. No problem with it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, really pleased, really pleased. Yes, me too. I completely agree. It's, it's interesting that it, uh, such, a, such an effect. Bit of a moment, Friday would have been a travelling day. And Wednesday would have been almost a full recovery day. It's almost had like a day's training with the players. And this yeah, is yeah. the impact he's, he's had with them with very minimal training. Mm. Um, yeah. um, okay. Let's, <laughs> we normally go goal by goal, but we may as well just get the, the, um, the big talking points out of the way. 
we might wait for Danny on them. Let's talk about first goal, Mick, because I yeah. don't want to wait. I think it's fair to wait for Danny. Will be joining us soon. It's really fair to wait for Danny for the big for the big uh, talking points. The first goal, Mick Jamie Lindsay scored, obviously the first goal, mm. um, and again, not for the one of the first time of the season. It was not against the run of play in the winning away no. game. We were fully uh, earned that that goal, um, and I'm always happy when Jamie Lindsay gets a goal. That's always a happy moment for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, and 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 it wasn't the first chance we'd created in the game either. Uh, you know, um, Sam Nombe was 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 causing all sorts of problems up at the top there uh, for the, for their back uh, back line, and and they they they'd sort of started off the game. Clearly, they want to try and play possession based football. Clearly, they're not good enough to do it. Uh, they've not got the players for it, um, and and we we capitalised on that. On a number of occasions in that first sort of 10 15 minutes leading up to the goal, um, so it was a fully fully deserved um lead that we took, uh, and then Jamie Jamie Lindsay took it really well as well, nice and calm, yeah. cool and collected, and, and just yeah. slotted it in that uh, that bottom corner, uh, with some good work from Nombe in the build up. So, I, 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 yeah, it was it was it was fully deserved that lead, uh, in my view. So, yeah. and it just it, we it kind of it kind of was reward for the, for the positive play and the lead up from, right from the kickoff really um, mm. yeah it's um it's um seems a long time ago now <laughs> a long long time ago that yeah but yeah don't it just yeah uh, for the first time it's not the first time this season but one, one of the first times we started with two up top we saw Hugo and Nombe hmm. Hugo but obviously missed missed a big chance but I thought they worked for the first time. This is for the first time. They did work together really, really well. Hugo mm. won the headers, Numbe ran off him, and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, it shows that they can work. And I, I wasn't sure that they could work together, to be honest with you. I've done a few times. Um, and Hugo's coming for... Hugo always comes in for stick, but he's coming for yeah. stick again. Um, yeah. But that was a real, real positive that those two showed that they could play together, and they were so effective together. Yeah, they were they were very effective, uh, and and if he scores that uh, that header, which probably nine times out of ten he will bury, yeah. um, then it's the game's the game's far more difficult for for Plymouth and the officials to 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 affect uh, at two nil. But um, unfortunately, he didn't, um, and and kind of from that point on, we didn't really create many more clear cut cut chances. Yeah. Until until it all started kicking off, um, and 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 from that point on, it was too late then. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that that side of it is disappointing. But they do work well together, yeah. And 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 it's not really a surprise that if you put somebody alongside either Hugel or Nombe, you know, it, it it allows you to 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 create more chances in the game. It's not a surprise at all, um, mm. because neither Nombe nor Hugel are really adept at holding that ball up um whilst whilst Hugel will 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 control the ball he's is he's not one for, for for laying it off you know yeah. he's not one for bringing other players in he's, he's he's single-minded he just wants to score goals and if he's got an opportunity he'll turn and you know just turn into, it turns into turns it into trouble a lot of the time so um having had Nombe alongside him it worked a lot lot better yeah definitely definitely mm. Yeah, and also we put crosses into box. Mm, uh, I mean, Bramall needs to work on his crossing. To be fair, because so it's some yeah. poor crosses from Bramall. But both wing backs were bombing on. Yeah, it's hard backs to the warm days. Both full backs were properly bombing on. Yeah, um, I'm going to come to Dexter later, but we put crosses into the box, and Nombe could have scored. Hugel should have scored. Yeah, teams don't like the ball into the box when you've got something like Hugel in the box, and it's. It sounds so simple, and in my head, I'm thinking it can't be that simple. Just cross the ball, yeah. But then it was. It caused them all sorts of problems. And then we were obviously scoring from it in the second half, which we'll come on to that later. But we we scored from a cross again. Yeah, yeah. It's just is it simple? It, it can't be that simple, can it? Who knows? Seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be, doesn't it? You know, um, yeah. It, it, we've been screaming and screaming on this podcast for the whole of this season. To get that ball in the box more, and as soon as we do, there you go, the, the goals start to come. So mm. there's a lot of positives I think to take from the performance, from the setup, from how organised we look. Mm. We look, um, 
from the 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 fight and aggression that the, the the team showed, the passion, the desire, all those things seem to be on their way back a little bit. But that that all that stems from being organised and knowing your yeah. job and doing your job and also being more progressive and, and and like we said, putting the ball in the box and getting it into that final third. So yeah. it, it overall it was a very good performance. I felt yeah. um, and and difficult to pick too many. And there are some, obviously, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But it's difficult to pick too many negatives from the performance overall. I thought yeah. I thought we were uh, we were pretty decent and good for a win. Yeah, I agree. I do. I do agree. Uh, let's go through some talking points. Um, some are minor, some are major. The first one was the one where Ryan Hardy eventually got stretched off because he he got knocked out essentially. Mm, yeah. um, Ayala was already on a yellow card, Mick. Now, my opinion of this is that Ayala went to win the ball very, very strongly and was it was only, for me, marginally late. Mm. Um, the Plymouth fans are suggesting that should have been a second yellow, uh, and, second yellow and a penalty. Uh, I see what they're saying. But if you're going to start giving that penalty, second yellow and a penalty, it wouldn't box. Yeah, it, it might have been. If it's a second yellow, it's not a penalty. If it's, if it's a penalty, it's not a second yellow. He's made a genuine attempt to play the ball. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, if you start getting that as a penalty, then we're going to be well. <laughs> uh, well, nothing would surprise me, mate. I, no. nothing would surprise me. So, and 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 I think you know this, the the problem with this this talking about this incident it leads into everything else because for me yeah. that incident was probably that and the um, uh, Hakeem Adolphin, um incident. Those two were the catalyst for the, the continued the, the, the performance of the, the officials from that point onwards. So mm. you know, if you wanted to wait for Danny, you might want to what you might want to wait, or we might just get into it. It's entirely up to you. We're gonna to have to get into it. I can't wait any longer for Danny. Um let's start with the hacks one. Uh, let's come over to the hacks one. For me, it's a red card. Yeah, I think he's late, he's over the ball. VR VAR gives that as a red card every day of week, don't they? Oh god, yeah. Absolutely they do. Um, you know, the the first one, the first one, the header, the, the clash of heads is exactly what it was. Mm. You know, both players making a genuine attempt for the ball. One of them gets there first and they clash heads. It happens. That's how it, that, that is football, you know. And I have, I, I, I do not agree that that should have been anything other than what happened. Mm. I don't think Gavin Ward thinks that. Well, yeah. But I think he thinks he made a mistake there. I don't. He got that. It's one of the few decisions, in my view, that he got right all afternoon. Um, so it is a clash of heads. Simple as that. Hakeem Adolphin, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's late. It's, it's a red. Mm. Not going to argue with that. It should be a red. Um, but he didn't give it. Because he did his Gavin Ward thing of not giving the big decisions, didn't he? Not, yeah. That's always the thing with Mr Ward, isn't it? He's, like, he's, he's got no bottle. He doesn't yeah. like the big decisions at all. Absolutely, we, we, we've seen him so many times, and we've we've seen this happen time and time again. Um, and and it, it seems to me what's happened is seen the injury, he's realised he's made a mistake, and he's thought, right, I am going to make up for this. Yeah. Um, and that that's that's what he's done instead of actually having any bottle and just doing the right job. In I, I, sticking your hand up, I made a mistake. Let's just carry on. Mm. But we didn't, did we? So no, we didn't. Yeah. I was surprised. I know it was a late chance. I was surprised on it. I was surprised how bad the injury appears to be because I know it was a bad tackle. I know it was high, but he also went off with it with a with a serious with what appears to be a very serious injury. I think I what's like happened. Was, well, I was going to say it, it didn't seem it was a bad challenge, but I was surprised that the, what appears to be the extent of the injury because I, I feel like we see those half every week. Those are really bad ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and I think what's happened is he's. I don't think he's. A, necessarily a particularly bad challenge he's missed the ball so it's a late yeah. challenge mm. um, and I think the player's got his foot stuck in the floor rather than uh, you know at the same time so it, listen it's a red card I'm not I'm not I, I, yeah, I, I have got an argument with it you know uh, I, there's no way that Akima Doffin's intended to, to do him any injury but I think the, the issue is that he's got his foot stuck, his stood stuck in the grass and and obviously it's that that's that's caused the injury um, so yeah, he's got it wrong. He got it wrong. Both of them, Hakeem Adolphin got it wrong. Gavin Ward got it wrong. Um, yeah, should have been, should have been a red. I'm, I'm not, 
you know, can't say can't more it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got lucky with that one, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, football evens itself out, I've heard. Um, Danny, how are you doing, Danny? I'm doing all right, lads. How are we doing? You've timed it very, very well, to be honest with you, because we're just about to get dug, digging into the penalty incident. We're not, we've <laughs> saved all the big, yeah. juicy moments for you. Um, John Rell has reported that we reported that the, uh, Harley had a fractured eye socket and the other guy had a broken leg. I hope, yeah, that's that's sad. this is the a contact spot. So they're not defending, we're not, we've just gone through that axe thing. That can is you, bad, though. Can you imagine a footballer getting a fractured eye socket in a game that ref the Gavin Ward refereeing? Nothing being yeah. done about it. I just can't imagine that happening. Can you? No, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, on the IR, uh, Hardy, Nick thinks it was a clash of heads. It happens, but hope the fellow is okay. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Nickel Juice says on the hacks, uh, sorry, on the Hardy one still. It sounded horrendous. Poor guy didn't have a clue where he was afterwards. You could see he was, he was out cold to start with. It, it wasn't yeah, a yeah. pleasant look. Um, Nick says, we all know hacks. We, we all know hacks. He's not the person to want to hurt anybody, but it is ready. It's just late. Happens. It happens. Let's move on. Um, yeah. Matt Miller says the referee gave a penalty. Isn't that a big decision? Is it a big decision or is it an overcorrection from the hacks non-red card? Let's talk about the penalty <coughs> incident, with Danny, because there's quite a lot to unpack from a from a single incident. Um, it was a, obviously obviously a corner, which Victor has punched away. It's a foul on Victor to start with. Every single corner they had was a foul on Victor. They were they were impeding him every single time. Uh, and for me, uh, there was barely a corner that wasn't a foul. For the actual penalty incident itself, I think the attacker has been smart because they're both pulling each other's shirt, but the referee can only see one pull. So he's assumed that it's Nombe pulling him and has given the penalty. It's not a yellow card. The yellow card was madness. But that's a side point, I suppose. Um, thoughts, Danny? It's an overcorrection, 100%. <clears throat> um, like, like you say, Gavin Ward can only see uh, the one angle, but the angle that he can see isn't enough to give a penalty um, in, say, a, um, a standard matchup where the referee where the referee has actually made some good officiating calls. Um, but in that one, it's an it's an over correction because I think Adolphin's one was at least a booking. I don't think it, it quite warranted a red card unless they proper scrutinised it like they do with VAR in the Premier League. <clears throat> um, but yeah, for me, it's an overcorrection because it's six or one and a half a dozen other between the attacker and non-bay. Great. Um, and I think it's an overcorrection just because, you know, he's let a few things go. Obviously, the home crowd's got on top of him as well. And mm. Gavin Ward isn't the type to... You know, like stick to his guns. He definitely has an influence. Sure, if he's not, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> he's not the type to show a backbone. Like we've seen it when we played. Uh, was it Ipswich? We played potentially where the whole crowd got on top of him, and mm. you know, started giving decisions their way. But we still managed to come out with two 0 win. Um, mm. exact same thing with Plymouth. The home crowd got on top of him. Um. And I think he was just poor for both teams, to be fair. Not just for us yeah. giving it Plymouth's way, but also for Plymouth not giving blatantly obvious fouls from us as well. Um, and the one that he did give for Ayala, which I'm sure we'll talk about later really on, well. he couldn't not give, you know. Um, but the penalty is soft as, <clears throat> as as anything. You know, it's, like I say, six, six one half a dozen at other um, it's one of them where, in a quote-unquote normal game of football, it gets waved away as well. You're both mm. doing it to each other; it don't matter. Um, but because he's let some big decisions go Plymouth way, um, then he's sort of overcorrected for it and gone. Mm, well, I should sort of good should give them a penalty. And end of day for referees, it, <clears throat> they try and even it up to look better on the you know the review form that gets submitted to EFL and FA, don't they? You know, they could mm. make an absolutely horrific decision one way, but they've corrected it by giving a penalty against the other team. And I think that's what Gavin Ward's done. I think it was an absolutely horrific refereeing performance overall from mm. Gavin Ward. I think it's his third time refereeing Plymouth this season and all three haven't been the best. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's just poor. You know, it, 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 again, it's just poor. There's just zero consistency at all between referees. All right, fair enough. Rotherham were absolutely flying into some of these tackles and should have yeah. 
had more players booked, red cards, juries out on that one. But we deserve to be the only team that were getting booked. However, later in the game, Plymouth got let off a hell of a lot because of how Gavin Ward officiated the first half, I think. Mm. Um, Like I say, it's just poor. Um, I think you'll see a vast, vast difference between the reports that Rotherham and Plymouth submit on Gavin Ward for that game. Plymouth will be singing his praises for the penalty and the sending off. We'll be saying Mm. it it was absolutely shocking. You know, um, but overall, on the penalty, there's not enough in it. It's one of them where if VAR scrutinised it, they give it, but without VAR, it's very, very soft. Yeah. Joe, who was from Argo Life, did the pre match uh, thing, was says uh, he thinks the penalty was soft but had to be given. However, if you're going to give it, given that, it's got to be consistent. It was going on in all bo- both boxes all game long. Exactly. Danny is right, poor from both sides, several moments, uh, several big moments missed. For example, how, uh, I'm not going to avoid to say that player, but avoided a yellow, if the clash with Hugel is beyond him. Same um, with, um, with the foul on Revan that led to Plymouth's winner as well. That's, that, well, that's, that, this, that's this a foul is, is on issue. Revan. If that's a foul on number, if that's a foul by number, that's a foul on Revan in the 96th minute. Correct. The, they're equally soft, but if you're going to give one, you've got to give the other. But... <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about Joe, but just when when we did the pre-match um, thing with Joe, we, after we stopped recording, we had a long chat about Gavin Ward and how rubbish he's been for the Plymouth games this season and how rubbish he is in general. Um, Nick, penalty incident. Your rant fans are waiting for you to uh, unleash on Mr Ward, who is probably not watching, but you know, it might be, he might be. I might have stolen mixed thunder with Gavin Ward on my little rant there. Yeah, no, well, you, you haven't. I don't agree with you. There weren't a penalty incident because there shouldn't have been a penalty. There is no way on this earth that that is a penalty. Absolutely no way on this earth. I'm sorry, but it's not. There's two players, both both grappling with each other, both of them grappling with each other, like the other 22 players that were in penalty or 21 players that were in penalty area. All of them grappling with each other. It's not a penalty. It's not a penalty. I'm sorry. And he's done it just simply because he knows that he's made a mistake previously. Um, it's just it was a, it was an awful decision, awful decision. Mm. Now, you, you, Tom Eaves comes on later on, and he gets his shirt ragged about all over the place. I know yeah. that happens all the time. I'm not asking for fouls, but if you're going to give that penalty, you've got to give them. You've got to give the Revan one. You've got to give all the Hugel ones where he gets his shirt pulled and then not give the ones where he falls over clutching his face. But those get given and all the others, all the pulling and pushing and all over the pitch for both sides, by both sides, is not given. Sorry. It's, that's a dreadful decision. And it's a dreadful decision because he knows he's overcompensating because he's made a mistake for the red card with, with Hakeem Ruffin. And that sums sums Gavin Ward's performance up absolutely perfectly. And I, I put it out on a tweet. You know, he's giving corners when the when the goal kicks. He's giving goal kicks when the corners. Didn't the, and, didn't that corner come from? A, it should it came from it came with a Plymouth guy for, for didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. But let's not get bogged down in rules, shall we? You know, because they're not important, are they? <laughs> you know, when, when he listen, it, it was it, it was back to his his usual his usual self mm. yesterday. We probably had. The last couple of games that he's refereed, we've probably been on the on on the on the yes. beneficiaries side. This time, he certainly made amends. He absolutely made amends. Um, it was one of the worst refereeing performances I have seen in a long time, and there's been some bad ones. Worse than Bobby. It's difficult. <laughs> it's a it's a tough it's a tough call. I think it's the thing with call. Madley was Madley had a, had a mad twenty minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, Other than it, that, he was okay. As soon as as soon as that foul was given, uh, that for Kim Adopin and he gave him a red a yellow card. From that from that moment on, mm. he completely lost the plot in yeah, terms of his decision making. I mean, explain to me. I, 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 Mike's in the comments. He might be able to explain to me. But um, when when a team takes a free a quick free kick, has a shot on goal and misses. At what where in the rules is it so we can take that back and start it all yeah. over again? Because that's what we did, you know. Yeah. And I do agree with Danny. You know, if if you're going to give the foul on um, on for the penalty, then 
you're going to give you have to give the foul on 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 Revan, which mm. led to their goal. You have to. Mm. You can't you can't give one and let the other one go. But he, he does. I'm sorry, it's just not acceptable. That and, and and I know Mike's put in the comments about us being refereeing experts. No, we're not in any way, shape, or form. We're not. But we've all got eyes, and we all know the basics of football, and we know the basic laws and how they should be implemented. And all we're asking for is implement them the same every time. Every time. That's all we're asking. It's not. Dif it's not that difficult, you know. And and it's just. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing the fact that 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 this can happen week after week after week after week. Just, it just I can't get made around it. Um, it was a dreadful performance for both sides. I don't, yeah. I'm not saying that he it was. It weren't like it, there's no bias against Rotherham here, is there? No. It was just not very good. It was just. It, it was. It was appalling. It was just dreadful. Oh, mm. I can't. I, honestly, I, I'm. I'm. I'm almost speechless at how. how how poor he was yesterday, but it affected the game. It impacted the game massively, and it lost us the game. Mm. That and Ayala's stupidity. But, we will come but, on to that. But the bottom line, as far as I'm concerned, is even with ten men, even with ten men, we could have probably won that game, or we could have won that game. I'm not saying probably we could have won that game had it not been for for, for the decisions that he made. The wrong decisions he made, yeah, uh, not good enough. A uh, few comments. John says it doesn't think it's a, a pen in a million years, but the Plymouth Gale <laughs> getting a star uh, in drama class. Mike's big speed opposite. It's a penalty all day long, but the issue is inconsistency yet again. Nick says the corner shouldn't happen in the first place. It came from a header. It came from heading a shot on target. Uh, or that another, I'm pretty sure it was the same corner. Yeah, I think it was, um, yeah. That I was look. We. I, I, I thought that's the wrong decision. It's not the right decision. And like I said, you guys not even mentioned that foul, that foul on Victor because it's definitely a foul on Victor as well, ignoring everything else. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's the consistency of the issue. We, we, if, we, if we're going to do that, and that's great. If we, we, we had to say this all, every season, if we're going to give those of penalties, that is absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get, let's get four penalties a game for everybody because it is. And yeah. that, that's, that's the issue. And there's no point to, Going any further because Mick nailed Mick and Danny have nailed it. You, you, this this is exactly it. If yeah. there's some shirt pulling, give it every yeah. single time, not just once, every time, wherever it is on the pitch, give it because it happens all the time. Don't give me this six or one and a half a dozen the other. First one you see, give it every time, every yeah. single time. And yes, the game will be a pain in the backside for a while, but it'll stop eventually. Or don't stop. though. We, or don't. Yeah. There's no, they can't go in middle. Which ones you aren't? Yeah, yeah. Not, not. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Mick on the last pod said he'll take Gavin Ward every time. You did mention yeah. that. Yeah. Well, let, let, that's it's all right, Simon. That in it until we come to next Sunday and Darren Bonds don't say him to us as well. Bit big crowd at Leicester and big club, big club, little club. <laughs> Yeah, let's not preempt. Um, let's not preempt what what Tate Bond's going to do. Uh, Martin Miller says, "Agreed, the referee was poor in the game, no question. He does think, however, the penalty was the correct decision, however unpopular um, a pin decision he made." So, yeah, fine. Anyway, give it every time then. And, and again, like I said, I don't have it genuinely. If if it is going to be given, do it. Mm. But, but Tom Eves gets 10, 12, 20 fouls a game. Mm. You know. Yeah. It can't happen. So don't just overcompensate for for making a mistake previously. Hmm. Uh, John, I'll say if, that, if that's a pen, we've got ten penalties every week in the championship, exactly. Yeah. And a few more we've got when VIR gets involved in Premier League, obviously. Um, Vernon, so Vernon Jones says, "Who's the person with the Miller's connection that's upset that ref so much?" Probably Mick. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. Um, so. Let's move on, because <laughs> that's one one. <laughs> that's one one. Uh, don't this this next incident probably enraged players everybody more than the actual penalty incident, and that's what type of game it, it was yesterday. Um, chaotic and mad. Now Daniel Ayala, um, two red cards in two games that will mean a two match suspension, which means he gets out of the Boxing Day fixture as well as the Leicester fixture. Um, coincidence or not, 
you can um, you can all make your own minds up. Felice Navidad and all that. I got told off yesterday for swearing so much at Dan Nyala, Um because when it happened, I just it was one of the most frustrating and infuriating moments I've ever seen from a Rotherham player that I can remember. It was stupid, Danny. Stupid, brainless, moronic, idiotic. Pick some more words out of me, Danny, because I just... Honestly, I just was so angry. I thought you were going to come to Mick first for this rant, but thank you for coming to me I'll first. Because, yeah, it, honestly, like, I've... At the time, I wasn't watching the game like live, live because you know I don't have a, a dodgy stick or IPTV or anything like that. So I was listening to it on iFollow, and I was keeping track on Twitter and everything. And then I saw the clips emerge of the handball itself, and it's one of them where it's just like, what on earth is he doing? And earth is a substitute for a word that begins with an F, by the way. Like, what on what on earth is he doing? You know what I mean? This is a guy who's what thirty four years old, a seasoned defender in this division, and he's decided to turn into prime Maradona, right, but at the opposite end of the pitch and try and handball the way from whatever striker it was from Plymouth, mm. who wasn't exactly clean through one goal because he had one of our defenders with him Actually, that yeah. I think was like Morrison or something. It was Hikes. Like. It was Hikes, right. Okay, mm. so a very capable defensive-minded player who would have been able to at least keep pace with their player. And Ayala's decided to handball it after being booked in the game already, after coming back fresh off of suspension, and the dozy arse decides to handball it and get sent off again. Like, all right, fair play. If you want to go and spend Christmas with your family, like, fair play, mate. You've achieved it. You know what I mean? Mm. But at the same time, it's such a stupid thing to do that he's let the entire team down again. Like he let it, he let he let himself down against Swansea with that silly challenge after getting sent off after how many minutes was it? About twenty, seventeen, something. Yeah, something silly, and he's done it again. Like I can understand fans' frustration on Twitter saying he should never play in the Rotherham shirt again because at that moment in time I felt the same way, right? Mm. But it, it's one of them where you have to be harsh with that sort of behaviour and say, "Nah, that's not on." You know, that that could be Richardson's first test of how to handle a player who's made such a stupid decision that the only sort of punishment is a harsh punishment, whether it's out of the team for a certain amount of time, whether it's a fine, whatever it is. I mean, I'm sure um, some of the younger viewers who play FIFA know how much of a, a strongly worded email you get when your player gets sent off in career mode. I always <laughs> should have the exact same treatment but in real life, because it's such a daft decision that when you watch it back, it makes you even more angry just watching it. You know, it's like, because he's not even last man. If you were last man and it's taking one for team to prevent mm. Plymouth from carrying yeah. on, all right, fair enough. If we were already down to 10 men, then, and he's not on a yellow card, then you take one for yeah. team. But the fact mm. is, he's still 11 against 11. We still had a chance of getting back into the game. And it was 1-1, wasn't it? We weren't behind at time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it, it was still 1-1. We still had a chance of actually getting something out of the game. And it makes a decision, decision like that. It's just like, ah, that's... It's it's so infuriating, it takes the words away from you. Because it's one of those things where you just want to sit and stew in anger. That's and it. I did last night. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them where it's like you are sat bright yeah. red in the face on the settee and someone says to it, are you all right? And you go, yeah, I'm fine. And you just grip a beer can a bit harder. <laughs> because honestly, just thinking back on it, it, it annoys me thinking back on it. Like yeah. I hope it's one of those where Richardson has gone into the dressing room and all lads are jaded on, uh, uh, like sat down, uh, ruin the loss and everything like that, as they should after losing in added time. But I hope he's pointed at Ayala and just gone, you stupid, whatever word, whatever ex explicit that he says to yeah. him. Because end of the day, it's harsh, but he deserves it because he's let the entire team down. I'm sure he understands that, but he needs to be told that at the same time as well. Because mm. it's just stupid, moronic, like you say, Matt. And I think it's annoyed an entire fan base, which is actually some sort of achievement. Yeah, his own as well. Yeah. Um, John Mills says, dare I say, he's let the club down. That could be pivotal in the season. Managing it needs to make, take, make a call on him, but can you afford to leave him out? 
as he's better than most of what we have for is is one of the few we have fit. Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mick, let me know what you think about this because this was a a bad moment overall. It was 1-1 at the time. I think it was 1-1 at the time. Anyway, I'll double check. But we were were certainly in the game. um, Mm. And as shown by the rest of the game, it was uh, was 2-1. Sorry, we'd gone behind three minutes earlier. So the game was at a crucial point. Mm. Um, and he does something like that. Well, use your words, Mix, if you can. <laughs> um, I don't know why he did it. My, my immediate thought was he got a push in the back, but he didn't. There was nobody near him. He, 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 he just overstepped his um, up. He'd not, he'd not gauged the, the, the height of the ball well enough. Um, I don't know why he's done it. And, I, and I, if I'm manager, I want a, a full and frank explanation as to why he's done it. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna start. He has let the team down, and I'm sure he knows that. Um, you know, and and at, with eleven men, probably, probably we uh, we certainly get back into that game. I'm sure we got back into it with ten men. So uh, with eleven men, I, we we may well have got something else out of the game as well. Um, so yeah, it's hugely, hugely disappointing. Hugely disappointing. Um, whether it warrants all the personal insults and, and everything else is, is another matter entirely because I don't think it does. Um, I think we're losing our heads of a of a something oh, yeah. that was was probably a mistake. I don't think it was. I don't think for one minute that he's deliberately handled the ball so he gets deli- to deliberately sent no. off. I mean, it's that to make that sort of accusation just is just. I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I can't even think what the word is. For, for for the level of stupidity of that sort of um of argument it's just just off the scale um it it was stupid it was ridiculous i'm damn sure he knows about it i'm damn sure liam richardson will have told him about it i'm damn sure his teammates will have told him about it i don't mm-hmm. think he'll need reminding i don't think he'll need reminding again we are not as somebody said in the comments there we're hardly flush with center halves he's a quality center half He's an experienced centre half, and he's a leader on the pitch. When he's on the pitch, if he can be asked to stay on it for ninety minutes, um, <laughs> and that is a fact. So you know we're not in a position where we can start just sacking people willy nilly because they 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 got sent off two games on trot or two and every you know you know what I mean yeah. like two, two games on trot for him. Mm. It was stupid. Yeah, it was. It was. Why are we? Why are we all? Is it, you know, why are we all just losing our heads over it? You know, there's been so many other stupid things that have happened this season. So many other poor decisions made by many people with it both inside the club and outside the club. And this one costs us a game, probably. Arguably, maybe costs us a game. If you combine it with, with the refereeing performance, it probably did cost us a game. You combine yeah. those two together. But no, nah, I'm sorry. I, I just, I find it... That's it. It was a stupid thing to do. Stupid decision. That's it. Very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you're showing your wise years, Mick, because uh, I'm still annoyed, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm annoyed with him. Listen, I am annoyed. I'm annoyed by it. I'm annoyed, I'm, I'm annoyed by the whole, a, a lot of things from yesterday. Um, but I'm more annoyed over some of the, some of the other things that happened or as annoyed. You know, yeah. it's, it's just another, just another, uh, you know, episode of stupidity from another person that was unnecessary, but a lot yeah. of them, lots of them, aren't they? Uh, John mentioned, of course, he's got this his locker. I had a look yesterday. I think this is his seventh or eighth red card in his career, and only one of those was a straight red. 
all the others are two yellows. Hmm. So he's not necessarily a dirty player, but he's just it's a bit of Spanish in him, you know, a bit of just a bit of I'm just gonna yeah. do this cost it costs whatever. And that, we see that a lot in the Spanish leagues and things like that. Spanish players that come over here, it's just doing stupid things that end mm-hmm. up getting booked for and you're already on a booking, it's uh push you down to ten men twice in a week, twice in a week. Um yeah, Lyra should dealt with it pretty pretty as you'd expect after the game, it's essentially it'll be dealt with. It will be dealt with as best basically what he said. Yeah. Um, which is as it would be because I said in our group chat, if I was Liam Rich, I'd have sent him to the post-match press conference. Yeah. Um, but again, that's because I'm a fan um, and I want to see consequences. I suppose we want to see consequences. That's the thing, isn't it? We want, we're upset, so we want to see some consequences. I'd have been walk on. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to, I want to look at a couple of positive, one major positive I want to talk about in a minute. We've got to cover the Bramall tweet. So thanks, Colin, for giving us something else to talk about. Cheers, mate. Um, so there was a, if you haven't seen it yet, Colin Bramall put a tweet out with the famous Jose Mourinho interview. Uh, if, if I speak, I'm in big trouble, if, if something like that. Some people have taken that as that Colin is very frustrated and angry at Daniel Ayala. I have taken I think as a group here, we have taken it that it was at Mr. Ward, which is not, I'm not sure which is, which is worse to be honest with you, because if it's anyone that's at your own teammate, it's quite bad. If it's at Gavin Ward, you're actually risking a potential ban uh, or a mm. fine or something like that. So either way, Danny, it was ill-advised from Coin mm. Bramble. Uh, and but it was, that's it. It was just, it should, either way, whatever, whatever, whatever reason, it shouldn't be like, shouldn't have done it. I mean, in a social media world, yeah, he shouldn't have really said anything, but that goes for anything on social media now. I think, actually, he's been quite smart about it by giving no context whatsoever and let people run riot with it. Like, <clears throat> can't remember who put it in the comments, what they've said, is it about the fans, is it about Ayala, is it about the ref? I think that's the point of it. No. I think, yeah, there we go. Thanks, Harry IOFC. Um, I think that's the point of it. The point is for it to be cryptic. He knows what it means, but we have mm. to speculate. So if it is directed at the referee, there is no hard evidence that it is directed at, at Gavin Ward. In the same sense, there's no hard evidence it's directed at Ayala or the fans. Yeah. So therefore, he might escape punishment from it. Mm. He might get asked by Liam Richardson, where was it directed? And he gives a straight answer and he goes, all right, fair enough, but don't do it again. You know. Mm. But I personally think it's at the referee because at the end of the game, our players were absolutely stewing at Gavin Ward. Even Victor was stewing at him after, after the final whistle, and we thought he'd get a second yellow card after the game. Mm. You know, um, So I think, <clears throat> personally, it's aimed at the referee, which, if it yeah. is, it's very cryptically done and avoids a fine, whereas, whereas we've seen some players direct it at the referees a little bit less coy, and they've I mean, been Harland, fined for, for it. Example. Yeah, exactly. Some players aren't coy about it and they get fined for it, whereas I think Bramwell's been coy about it, done the Mourinho thing. Mm. And it is very true. If he does speak, he is in big trouble with referees because you can't criticise referees as a player at all or else you get a fine, unless you're cryptic, yeah. which Bramwell has been. I think yeah. he would be very silly to do it aimed at a player publicly. Like mm. They'll have had the words in the dressing room, don't get me wrong. Oh, like when, Whenever someone's made a silly decision at football and you go into the dressing room, you have words with them. Mm. But he never goes out of the dressing room. So I think it'll be very silly for him to be to do that publicly. Same with mm. the fans or else he'd lose our support. So that's why I think it leans more on the referee more than anything. But like I say, it's not 100% one way or the other. Yeah, basically, Mick. <laughs> I find it quite funny. Yeah. I, I really do because it's like you know it's like when when we we can all go on social media and scream ball shout call everybody from a pig to a dog from personal insults you name it we can do it but as soon as a player speaks up about anything all of a sudden they're wrong no mm. matter what and and it's just bizarre it really is it, I, I, how anybody else could think that's about one of his own team he's gonna he's gonna publicly tweet on social media about one of his own teammates in that fashion. I'm sorry, I just I can't get my head around that. Why 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 would he do that? Yeah. Why the hell would he do that? You know? He's clearly I mean the actual interview that he's used was about a referee. I mean he could I mean I suppose he could have made it a little bit more cryptic. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, clearly, clearly 
the players and the players and management were frustrated by Gavin Ward's performance yesterday. Clearly, I mean, we know Victor. We've met Victor many, many times. We know him. I, 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 what he's like as a person, and I genuinely thought he was going to do something to that referee. I genuinely thought he was going to have another pop, verbally. Mm. Obviously, he was he was absolutely living, and I'm th- I'm just thinking, shut up, please don't say anything because you're going to get another yellow, you're going to get a ban. Yeah. It, it was he, I have never ever seen him so angry, um, and and it was just so that I'm sure that's where Colin Bramall's coming from. Mm. You know, it, it, it's just. Yeah, it, it clearly it's about the referee. Why do it about his teammate? I don't know. And 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 again, it's like you know, you, they, they, they get on there and they they, they they put something out, and then all all of a sudden somebody gets on the back for it. You know, yeah. which is what it is, isn't it? But that mm. it, it, it was about it was about Ward, surely. Yeah, as I saw. Paramount somebody to get herself some calming sweets. Cheers, Paramount. <laughs> we'll get on that. Uh, John Brell says, doesn't always have to make I quite often think you're wrong in 90% of your tweets. <laughs> Only 90%. I'm getting 10% right, John. That's a right bonus. Yeah. Um, Scott Kent's definitely not about Ayala, um, not with how Bramwell performed recently. Harsh at Bramwell. I thought it was okay yesterday. Um, other than not being able to cross the ball, is uh, I thought it was really effective at what he did. Anyway, positive time. It's an absolute crime we've got to 45 minutes and not mentioned Tom Eves. Unacceptable. Apologies. Um, he finally got his goal. And I was I was celebrating almost as much that Tom Eves scored than rather than Rotherham scored, uh, Danny. It was just such a moment. And we've talked about Tom Eves on this podcast a lot. And other people have been much harsher. Because we, I don't think we've been particularly uh, you know, positive about the way he's played uh, because he hasn't played particularly well for us. Um, but we've all been willing him to have that success because he's stuck around. He's stuck around, and whenever he's come on the pitch, he's ran around and put a bit of effort in and put a bit of work rate in. Uh, if, if not anything else, he's put that in. Um, and for to see him score and to see his celebration afterwards as well, and just a, a wonderful moment. I'm, I'm, I'm good. It didn't mean more in terms of points. That that is, I'm devastated for almost for him. Um, but such a moment for him. I thought it was, I thought it fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you're absolutely fantastic for him. I think on the podcast we've been critical but banterous about Tom Eaves mm. um, without knowing the full picture, but I don't think anyone really knows the full picture. And I think no. his interview with Radio Sheffield has just scratched the surface that there might be something a lot deeper than mm. he's let on and that fans understand. Um, so... Tom, if you want to come on the podcast and give us an hour just to tell us through it, like please drop us a message or we'll drop you a message or whatever. Um, Tom Eves Uncensored, what a title that would be. Um, but yeah, the, but honestly, when when I saw Tom Eves of Scores pop up on my phone, it was like, thank Christ. Because if anyone deserved to score at any point in the game, it was Tom Eves because he stuck around with the team. Um when he's come on, I think he's always given his best, whether his best was wide of the mark or in line, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, when he came on against Sheffield United, I think that was the first time yeah. we really saw what he was capable of. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, his goal against Plymouth was such a Tom Eves goal because it's headed back into the box and he sort of miskicks it, but it still goes in. Mm. But the important thing is it went in and it's mm. his first league goal for Rotherham over two spells, I think it is, because the other yeah. one was in the Football League trophy, I think. Mm. Um, but like I say, it's about time he's off the mark and hopefully Liam Richardson gets the best out of him because he, he, he went on record publicly and said that he was out of favour with Matt Taylor, Yeah, you know, which I think is actually quite a big thing after the new manager's been appointed. So... He must like the way Liam Richardson's um, been training with them and feels more accommodated, shall we say. Um, and I really hope it spurs him on to score more, if I'm being honest. I'll, I'll hark back to last season when I said Tommy was going to be our top scorer. You know, you you all laughed at me. <laughs> correctly laughed at you. Yes, correct, correctly laughed at me. Whereas this season, I think we all want him just to kick on and get more, mm. you know. Um, and I've watched the replay of the goal, and he's so ecstatic that he's finally mm. scored. You know, he yeah. he's all he's all over the place. He's patting the badge as well, which I think is a huge thing, mm. as well. Um, and yeah, I'm 
I'm just so happy for him. It's one of them where it's like I'm happy because it must be such a relief off his shoulders. You know, it's that um, that thing off his back that he's been carrying for such a long time, and yeah, just, mm. just fair play to him. He's got it now. Improve yeah. on it. You know, absolutely. Nick says he was quality and changed the game when he came on. Yeah, he's sort of, without the goal, he had a positive impact. Scott Kent had to love the interview after the match. Scott thinks he had a two dig at two two managers. He had a dig at one manager. Um, Nicola, Nicola Juice's ease was brilliant. His celebration said it all. Uh, we love an underdog, underdog story to Simon Thorne, and that's why the fans have a soft spot for him. Um, even for, for a scout to make, he seems like a nice guy, and all to be fair, um, he, he just seems the kind of guy that you want in and around. He's a bit like Pelts, the very similar characters that you just seem to want. You want him in your corner, um, to fight for you. And uh, he said, I, th- I thought it was such a good interview. Um, that he did a radio show for only six minutes or whatever it was. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it because he just—it was just nice to see a bloke listen to a bloke that just sort of—he just sort of felt like he released everything in that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. It was a little more, obviously, but it yeah. was um, a special moment when he scored the goal. And like, it's just a shame it didn't count for more. It's, it's, it must have been it, it, these last two two and a bit years must have been really difficult for him, really difficult for him. Um, and he, he, he looked strong. He's come on, he looks strong, he looks sharp, and he, and he looked like he got a bit of pace about him as well. Uh, possibly that's because we've seen Hugo up there who's, who's, who's lacking in pace. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's going to be keen, he's eager, you know, he's he's he's, 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 he's desperate to, to play, isn't he? So, um, hopefully he'll get some more game time, and, and, and I'm sure he'll bag some goals. Sure he will. Uh, so that's the first of a few, because we're going to need a few. So, um, you know, we're going to need... Yeah, that'd be nice. We're going to need five or six... Just so um, you know, I've said, thank <laughs> Christ, for me scoring. Someone in the comments... Danny! Called, uh, Danny! Danny! Danny, you weren't on mute. Well, they're not on mute. Oh, sorry. I was checking some information. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> my bad, I apologise. Uh, I can't remember what I was saying now. You've completely done me. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Can we have a bloopers reel? Oh no, it's live. <laughs> we can put one out at the end of the season if you like. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Tommy's top fella. Good interview. Really good interview. Opened up really well uh, to Matty Goodwin, and well done, Matty Goodwin, on that interview as well. Should be get, should be working for BBC, frankly. Yes. Just yeah, saying. should. Yeah, interesting that the yeah anyway another topic. I'm not going to go into that. Um, yeah, we're all buzzing for, for Tom Eves. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. It was such a good moment. Let's move on to the the opposite of good moments, Danny, which is the, the 93rd minute, 96th minute oh, winner, third goal. Um, just an absolute kicking goal. We've talked about it being a foul, we all think it's a foul. Um, but this is why Plymouth's such a hard place to go. The stats tell you now it's one of the hardest places to go in the championship, and that's why the fans got fully behind the, the team. They play quite. I enjoyed the way they played. They were quite frantic and quite. They wanted the ball back in play very quickly. All this other stuff, and you've got to go to the end. And we just half switched off, half a foul. And Whitaker's a great player. And it's if you put him in that position, Morgan Whitaker is going to score. Uh, and we just just half switched off for a minute. Yeah, we did. I mean, I mentioned before about it being a foul <clears throat> on Revan, and the more you watch of it, the more you think it's a foul. If I'm being honest. But we've already highlighted Gavin Wall's consistency between teams. Um, but the important bit is the important bit is that we don't pick up Whitaker. You know, one of Plymouth's most dangerous players, um, and it, it, you know, it, it just sort of goes in, and then we just don't pick him up, and he gets the goal. You know, and it's such a massive gut punch in that game where. You know, even with ten men, we sort of deserved a bit, a bit of something from it. You know, mm. and I've seen a few people mention that with with eleven play with eleven v eleven, we could have won that game. And yeah, yeah. I agree. To be fair, um, <clears throat> but even with ten, we had a chance of drawing it, and yeah. it may yeah. have been partially my fault because I did say that you you watch. We've got in, we've got seven minutes of added time. Plymouth will score in last minute. <laughs> My mum will testify to that. I did say that, and funny enough, Plymouth scored in ninety sixth minute. <laughs> Oops, um, but it it was almost like such a Rotherham thing to do, where we we played so well and so resiliently um, that we sort of undid ourselves anyway. Mm. 
um, which is something that I think Richardson needs to work on now that he's our permanent manager. Um, but it's also something I can see improving as well. Yeah. Um, Shelley asks who picked up Whitaker, just ran through the middle, and other than Victor, nobody stopped you. Yeah. Mick, go on. Yeah, it, it, it was the person picking up Whitaker should have been Revan. And unfortunately, Revan had been barged out of the way. Barged out of the way or not strong enough in his challenge, one of those two. Uh, and given the size of their centre forward and the size of Revan, I'd, you know, it, there, there's a bit of a mismatch in, in size there, isn't there? So I think it's a foul personally. Uh, it's never going to get given. It's never, ever going to get given. Uh, but unfortunately, the player who was fouled was the one that was supposed to be picking up or should have picked up uh, the, the striker who ran on through. So, you know, it it, it was gut-wrenching. It really, really was. After the performance that had been put in, where the, the very least we deserved out of that game was a draw, the very least. Uh, but this is what happens when you're down there, isn't it? You know, yeah. this is exactly what happens when you're in these positions. We've got to take the positives from it. The performance overall, I felt, was markedly improved on any away game that we played all season. Uh, in fact, markedly improved if you combined all the away games we played up to press mm. uh, together. Um, so we've, we've got to look at that as, as a positive. The difficulty is it's one of the teams around us again that we're losing to. Um, and, and, and the stupid thing is we'll go to Leicester on Saturday and pull a draw out of that bag or something, you know, against <laughs> a team that are not in our battle. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm clutching at straws there, but you know what I mean? That uh, that's that's the that's the difficulty with it. So, yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was it, that that goal hurt more than probably any other goal this season for me, yeah, it just because of, of, of all the circumstances surrounding it and. Yeah, it's um, you're right. It's it's a it's a kick in the guts, um, as this as the title of this podcast says. Um, so, but we've got to move on. We've got to move on. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's a different pain, Danny, because this season away, especially away from home, we felt some pain. We felt the the anger of losing five nil Watford and four one at Hull. We felt the numbness. Um, of losing earlier on in the season, the Stoke game a little bit, you know, whether high and then low, and this was a different kind of pain, but altogether still a lump of away day pain for Rotherham United. And the fact we played well makes the pain worse. I know it shouldn't, but it just adds to the fact. Oh, we we should have, we deserved it, and then we didn't. That's that's the season we're having. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, we, we felt this pain. Before in the season against Bristol City, where you know we, we conceded in, in the like the last last mm. minute, um, but it's almost exacerbated because it's away from home and we, we were so close to actually like clawing out a result and then it's fallen flat on its face. Um, but I, I don't know, sometimes a result like that one really drives a team on to do better in the next one. Yeah, you know, because was Birmingham was Birmingham away straight after the five 0 against Watford? It was. It was after after Hull, but you are, you know we're playing Leicester away next week. Yeah, well, well, I mean, stranger things have happened in football. Don't get me wrong. True. You know, like Man United somehow tonight. Mm, you know, so um, yeah, I, I, it's one of them where it's like you look at the result as it's coming live whether it was on iFollow or Twitter and it's like yeah of course we have yeah. you know um but I, I don't know it this might be me being just being a, a blind stupid optimist but mm. I look at that result and look at a new manager coming in and it's like he could really get the team playing mm. against even the team that's like far and away at the in the top two of the division mm. and somehow get something out of it. Blind optimism but again you never know. We just never know. You do never know. Um, results didn't go. Results could have gone worse for us. We're only a point worse off in, in terms of eight, nine. It's now, it's now nine points, which, which is obviously a lot. Um, but it could have been worse. I think uh, uh, it, it could have been worse. There's no no two ways about it. So that's a positive, Mick. Mm. Um, uh, Nick says, "Do we think we have a chance of staying up, or is it too far? We've got a lot to play for. If we put two or three results back together." Uh, uh, in it, but can we put the rules together? Well, the thing is, and I don't like saying this, Sheffield Wednesday have shown you what can happen. 
they've won a few games, they've gone on a mini run, and all their fans are buzzing. They're staying up with playoffs next for them, knowing if they win again yeah, next week. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's it. That's the positive. That's that's the positivity that a couple of wins can bring. If we win a couple of games, we'll be back within four points. That's 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 not that much in a relegation, but you've always got to win the games. Mm. Did you see enough, Mick? We haven't won. We won two games all season. I think we're now in twenty-two games. Have you seen enough on Saturday? I and mean, it's only one game, but have you seen enough to say that there is that possibility of stringing some results together? It, it, you're right. It's one game, so you, you know you, you, we, we, we're back into the realms of speculation, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the way that we set up and how organised we were on Saturday is, is, is far in excess of anywhere, any anywhere being anywhere close to what we've been for the rest of the season. So uh, yeah, there's a possibility. It's, we are literally now like let's let's get one game at a time. Let's what can we do? Can we get back in? Get, can we get close to being in touch? Can mm-hmm. we get in touch? And and then we take it from there. At the moment, as things stand, it, it, it's looking very 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 bleak. However, however, there has been a change of manager and a change in performance levels. Well, let's see if the results follow, and we'll take it from there. But. Mm. It's going to be a, it's, it's massive, huge, huge now to, to, for us to get out of this massive, massive uphill task. Mm. Yeah, it's but if you if you give if you can sneak sneak a couple of wins together, you have got teams out above the relegation zone that are just sleepwalking. Huddersfield are one, Millwall are on level on points with Huddersfield, Stoke mm. are only a point ahead of those, Swansea are only two points further, Birmingham only one point further, and you have got Plymouth who are on the same level of points. There's teams there that are going to be worried. Danny, the, the teams there looking at QPR picking up points and that's a change of mind. That's a concern. They were looking, oh God, Sheffield Wednesday have, have unbeaten in four games or whatever it is. They, they might have a concern. If Rotherham pick up four points at the next two games or, or whatever, Millwall and Stoke are going, oh my God, this this is potentially going to become a fight. So well, that's what we need to do. We need to be scaring those other teams and hopefully that drags them back down to our fight or we get into their fight. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's what we, we need to hope for. I mean, it's still what eight is it eight still eight points that we're adrift nine now nine 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 points adrift which is you know three wins but like you say some of the teams are sleepwalking a little bit and in the unlikelihood that we do string three wins together which isn't impossible but you know Tom's begging for three wins yeah exactly like it's it's not impossible but Tom hopes that it is um it, it it strikes me that we could see a relegation fight where two teams have already dropped off or one team has already dropped off, potentially us, but we'll wait and see. Um, and then there's like a little cluster down at the bottom that gets dragged into it as well. Mm, yeah. um, that's what always happens, isn't it? Yeah, that's always what, happens, that's what so. always happens. It's just who's going to be that team that's still in the fight come the end of the season. Are we yeah. going to see two teams mainly drop off or is it going to be a fight for everybody where mm. one win could turn 24th into 21st? Yeah. And the yeah. way the season's shaping up, it takes one good run from, say, Ulls, Sheffield Wednesday, QPR, and it throws it all into turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um well, the the, the um, bottom line is, Danny, the next good run's got to come from us, or, or that's yeah, we that that that's the important bit. The next good run needs to come from us, just to stay in it, really, or else we're going to be that one team that's adrift. Bigs have put theirs together. QPR have put in theirs together. It's got to be us, or, or otherwise we're, we're dead and buried. So, um, but the, the signs are positive, aren't they? Oh, it, well, from Saturday, it, it did take Danny Roll a little bit to get the ball yes, <laughs> roll, rolling. Ah, sorry. <laughs> um, at Sheffield Wednesday, maybe it's the same with us. You know, we'll, we'll mm. have to wait and see because we can't really predict the future, can we? No, no, we can't. We can try, but we can fail at the same time. Well, the prediction table tells tells us that. I'm I'm, I'm I'm the Rotherham United of our prediction table, aren't I? And uh, I would have to check. Uh, you mix two one every week is not helping him to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be shocked to hear. Um, we're going to leave it there. There's a few bits I wanted to mention. I, I, Dexter had a good game, and a few other people from midfield had good games, but I don't think we've got time to be honest with you. Uh, but we've got a game. We, we, we're going we're coming again on Thursday, aren't we? For the uh, mm. for what will be the Christmas episode. So we were back on Thursday. We don't have a special guest lined up for the Christmas episode this year, which is a shame. But we'll still do the Christmas quiz. We'll still do that. That's now tradition. Uh, let's bring your pens and pencils and Christmas hats. I have got a Christmas T-shirt. Not that you can see it. 
on the channel. <laughs> um, I have made an effort. I'll make a moment more of an effort for the, for, the, for the Thursday episode. Please make sure you've subscribed to this episode, uh, to the channel, and like the video if you haven't done, haven't done so already. Um, we'll do a scout report for Leicester. We'll get the Middlesbrough scout report up quite early once the Boxing Day fix. We'll get that up quite early if we can. Um, we haven't made a decision on the episodes for next week because we're not recording at 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve night. That's what we've decided. Um, well, I can't because I'm working. <laughs> Danny Clarkson's is working. Um, so keep an eye on us. We'll, we'll decide by Thursday. We'll say that and we can let, let everybody know on Thursday, can't we? What we've decided uh, in mm-hmm. terms of the post-match for Leicester City. Um, but is there anything else we need to mention before we... No, uh, I think so. Go watch some darts because it's darts time of year, isn't it? Mm. Cool. Please subscribe, as mentioned, like the video if you haven't done already. If you're on iTunes and Spotify, make sure you have subscribed on there as well and give us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. Um, and get ready for the next episode on Thursday evening. Vic, thank you very much for being with us tonight. It's been uh, it's been a good old jolly time, hasn't it, mate? Oh, mate, can't tell you. I don't feel any better at all. Do you not? No. <laughs> okay. This therapy has not worked for Mick. Danny, does it work yeah. for you at all? Yeah, I feel better. If I'm being honest, okay. I feel a little Good. bit better. Um, I also need to learn how to use my mute button correctly as well, apparently. Apparently you do, yes. Yeah. Ah, I well, thought after a couple of years of doing this, Danny, you might have worked it out, but... <laughs> the issue might be that I tried to use my mouse and, and clicker rather than the shortcut. That might be my issue, but, ah, well, live and learn. We'll, we'll send you one with Daniel, and Daniel and I will have a two-game ban if you keep yeah. doing it, so Yeah, fair enough. This is my yellow card, <laughs> and we'll take that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, John Morrell says, tweet something meaningless, Mick. That'll make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do anyway, mate, as you are very well aware. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for with us. Uh, we'll see you soon. And up the millers. Up the millers. Up the millers. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. Oh. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Yeah! Duffin oh, has scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Rotherham. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.